Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Each week, I bring you outstanding guests from all over the United States, Canada, and actually all over the world. And as we move now toward the end of this year and the beginning of a new year, I want to share uh, a few of the outstanding podcasts we've had over the past year. You're going to see several very special guests. Pastor uh, Bill Prankard uh, is on this uh, special video, and Pastor Bill, Bill Winston up in Chicago, and my long time friend, Joan Hunter down in Houston, Texas, I believe there will be a blessing. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Winston pastors a tremendous church in Chicago. Oh, uh, my wife and I love to listen to his videos and I believe you're going to be blessed by him on this podcast. So here is my good friend, Pastor Bill Winston. Can you share a little bit more about decreeing? Because it's so important that we get our words in harmony with what God says. The the tendency is, is is to try to say one thing and expect something different, and, and you can't do that. Words, words were originally not meant so much for communication as for creation. And so what people, we've gone, you know, we call a, a fallen man, Adam sin, uh, then mankind is now using just to communicate, so forth and so on. But they originally meant, we're meant to be operating in the image of God and the likeness of God, just like the Father operates, and you find that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse, verse 1, in the Amplified. It shows you a pretty good picture of that. So I found out that I can decree a thing coming out of Job chapter 22 and verse 28, and it shall be established. Now, what do I have to do? I'm taking my authority or dominion that God has given me over this earth, because there are a lot of things that might not be right, and it's going to take more than human effort to fix it. Well, if I can release the blessing through a decree, then something has got to happen. The blessing knows what to do. It's a power of God that can turn any place into a Garden of Eden. It doesn't make any difference how bad it is. So I'm saying I'm releasing that. We're turning jails into boarding schools. All of a sudden, next thing I know, it's it's working so powerfully until the president now decrees a a um, prison reform, and next thing I know, I'm sitting in the cabinet room beside the president talking about prison reform. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, look what that blessing will do for you. See, the blessing pulled Joseph up out of that place where his brothers had thrown him because they were, they were planning on killing him. The blessing pulled him out of there. Well, the blessing ushered him down to Egypt so that he could go down there and that blessing could explode. Even though things kept coming against him. There you go. Doesn't make any difference. Does not make any difference. And a lot of times people speak the wrong thing because they think the wrong thing. Over in Proverbs chapter 30, it says the fact that when I have a wrong thought, put my hand over my mouth. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth is going to speak. And a lot of times people are speaking against the blessing. And and that's up to us. So I'm just saying we're using a blessing to change Chicago. Yeah, I think sometimes we need to get some anointed Holy Ghost duct tape and put it right across, <laughs> right across here until we can say something that, that's if in harmony with some, Send me some of that if you can find some. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. What, what didn't you know 20 years ago that you would have done had you known then what you know now? I think in terms of how to really get things done with spiritual I think a lot of times the people of God um, don't allow the resources of God to be used. We're still 
trying to handle things personally in our own strength. You know, if you look at it like this, we're designed to do the impossible. See, if something can be done, skill and education and hard work can do it. But if something can't be done, faith can do it. And usually what happens is God calls you to what can't be done. There's no way I could buy this mall. <laughs> 33 acres. There's no way. I'm saying there's no way that I could have started that school and put it in 21, uh, in, in, um, to have 21 schools in five con continents. There's just no way. You gotta use faith to do it. What is faith? Do? It commands angels and and the Holy Spirit starts to operate on people's hearts and, and he opens a door and gives you favor. When the, the mayor said, hey, we're not gonna let you have church on that piece of property because it's zoned out. God said, I'll fix that. Go to bed early and wake up early. I said, yes, sir. I did that. He said, now pray in the spirit and expect me to answer. I prayed in the spirit and he gave me interpretation. He said, take this Romans chapter 13, one through seven, go read it to the mayor. I said, okay, Lord. I called for a meeting with the mayor. They said, the mayor's busy. I said, listen, I told the people of congregation that we're going to have services over there in that mall and that we're going to start it tonight. I said, so I demand to see the mayor uh, in, in this uh, particular area village. And they said, let me call you back. Call me back and said, Reverend, uh, the mayor will see you for 10 minutes. I went over there. I didn't need for 10 minutes. I didn't need for one minute. <laughs> I read this scripture to the mayor. The mayor jumped up as if the mayor had seen some, a ghost or something. <laughs> Reverend, uh, I, I don't know what to do. They voted not to let you in there. They, they've zoned it out. I said, well, that's, I was told to come see you. And ran in the other office to see the building commissioner, came back and said, let me call you back in an hour called me back in an hour and told me you can go in there tonight for one time and you cannot have services on that property again. This property has been built out. Church is huge. I'm telling you what God changed all the laws. I'm saying, I think if I'd have known then when I started first started in Chicago with those 20 people, if I'd known then what I know now, we could explode it much quicker. Now, my longtime friend, Joan Hunter, is the daughter of Charles and Francis Hunter, two of the great healing evangelists of all time. They're in heaven now. Joan and I have been friends for many, many, many years. And she has a very special, special prayer time, especially for women who have been through divorce. You won't want to miss anything that Joan Hunter has to say. Just watch. Fear is a magnet. What And, and worry and fear. I was worried what because I couldn't do it without him. I couldn't make it without him codependent like you would not believe and uh you know and just uh and and so at that point god he totally healed me of all this and and the enemy and him uh not god but were convinced me i couldn't make it without him and and so i realized i could and i'm actually doing really well without him uh emotionally and financially in every way and how god has restored my life with from nothing to where I am today is is just amazing. Worldwide ministry, beautiful property uh, at the ministry, all paid for. Glory to God, and you know the house that I live in, a fabulous home, 
And I mean, God has provided every single step of the way. It's been absolutely amazing. There's a, there are women watching right now who perhaps have gone through a divorce or, or a traumatic experience, something like that, or some type of separation. Loss of a child. Or any type of loss. Mm-hmm. And, and they also have discovered breast cancer. What would you say to them? And would you pray for that woman right now, even before we continue? Yes, there are women, not just one woman. Yes. But God has chosen you to be here this program today to get you healed. Okay, so put your hands on your heart. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing. In the name of Jesus, I just curse any and all form of trauma in their life, worry, uh, fear, desertion, abandonment, betrayal. Father, right now, broken heart syndrome. I speak health and wholeness into that heart. Rejuvenate that heart. Let the heart beat again, love again, live again. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse the cancer in the name of Jesus, the very root of the cancer, just like to, to the grass and the weeds, to the very root so it cannot come back. Curse the cancer, every prion, P-R-I-O-N-S, a prion is a bad cell eating good cells, mm-hmm. cancer, MS, COVID, etc. So I curse every prion in the name of Jesus, and I command the chemicals in that body to come back into perfect alignment in Jesus' name. And I command the immune system to be healthy, strong in Jesus' name. And I curse the spirit of fear, fear of death, fear of dying, fear of losing the children, fear of cancer, fear of what you've heard. We cut off the words that the doctors have spoken over you in Jesus' name. You've got X amount of time. I was given two years to live, and that was 21 plus years ago. So praise God. And in the name of Jesus, I cut off an assignment of death over you. Number one, and this is in the last year, God's really dealt with me. Assignment of death over you, number one. Number two, an assignment of death over your destiny. Over your destiny. Because the death, the chemo, the treatments will postpone your destiny, even to the point of making you want to quit. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing, and that is now severed off of them by the sword of your spirit, that they're going to be able to walk out their destiny healed and whole like never before, and their hearts healed of any kind of fear, etc. in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You said two very important things in your prayer. On what I'm going to call follow-up. You know, uh, in an operation situation, there's usually a post-op, uh, post-op instructions. You gave some post-healing instructions that I want you to touch on briefly before we get to your book. You said love again and live again. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't have it with me right now, but I have a book called Love Again, Live Again. Okay. okay. Well, all right. Talk about that. Yeah. And love, and what it is, is that um, you have this fear of ever loving again. Yeah, of letting go. you were, And because you were so hurt, you know, and you just don't want that to happen again. And, and the betrayal and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, a friend of mine, a couple years after divorce, they said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing really good. And he says, he's like my younger brother. And he says, yeah, except for that wall you have up. I'm like, I don't have a wall up, you know, and that's not me to be verbal like that. And uh, so I went back to the hotel room. I said, God, I have a wall up, (laughs) you know? because I don't want to get hurt again. And he says, you'll never be able to love again or be loved again either. So I prayed for God to remove the the wall. And when you're ready, 
you can ask God to remove the wall, but understand you will get hurt again. Well, That's just life. Things, things happen in life like that, but you, you have to stay open. And I want to encourage you, like Joan is encouraging you, uh, to allow God to open you up and to tear down that wall mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. I got to know Pastor Bill Prankert from Ottawa up in Canada. In our joint effort to reach the Inuit people in northern Canada up near the Arctic Circle, what a tremendous work he's doing in the frozen north. And I believe what he had to say on this podcast will be a blessing. So watch and listen. Bill, there are people, there are people that are watching right now who hear you are hearing you describe these miracles and they're saying, is this possible for me? Two things I want you to do, because you, like I, are an evangelist. An evangelist is always reaching out to the lost. Two things I want you to do. Number one, I want you to pray for people to receive this one who did these miracles in the Arctic because he's the same God who will do it here in Canada as well as here in the United States. And then I also want you to pray for people's healing. So would you do those two things right now? I just want to say to anybody that's listening or watching today that God loves you. God loves you. If you can believe that, I mean, he not only loves you, he likes you. He knows you better than anybody else, but he likes you. He cares about you. He loves you and he wants to help you. And, you know, everybody will say, well, I don't deserve it. It's got nothing to do with that. My goodness, if we got what we deserve, we'd all be in hell today. But if this is God's love, God's grace, and it's so easy, it's so easy that most people miss it. They, stump, they say, well, it can't be that easy. It's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you, and it's the easiest thing. But you see, nobody has ever become a believer or a Christian or been saved or born again without doing something. Every miracle is two parts, your part and God's part. God did his part by paying the price. And now Jesus is standing at your heart's door knocking, but he won't force himself in. You have to open the door and you have to invite him in. That's it. That's all you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. Just forgive me. You will find such peace. I mean, I grew up in church. I grew up religious and I had no peace. I had no hope. I I was afraid to die because I didn't know where I was going. And people in my church said, well, you can't know for sure you're going to heaven. The night I gave my life to Jesus, invited my mind, I knew. I knew without a shadow of a doubt where I'd be 10,000 years from now. And I've never doubted it since. That was a long time. You can know. The Bible says these things are written that you can know that you have eternal life. Those that have the son have life and those that do not have the son of God do not have life. So right now, just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come That's into my heart. That's all you have to do. Just forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. And dear Jesus. And dear Jesus. I give you my life. I give you my life. I will love you. I will love you. And serve you. And serve you. Amen. That's it. That's it. If you did that and believed it, it's done. The Bible says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, you know, Jesus paid the price for you to be healed. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul talks about this and says many in the church are sick. Many are weak and many are dying or sleeping because they've never understood the Lord's body. 
Jesus paid the price for you to be forgiven of sin with your blood, with his blood, but he paid the price for your healing by his body being ripped apart. He cared that much. It has to be so offensive to him for anybody to debate, well, I'm not sure he wants to heal me. Are you kidding me? After he paid that price, it's paid for, it's forgiven. All you have to do is receive. And so right now, by faith, I lay my hands on you and I speak the fire of God to go through your body. I speak healing into your body right now. I feel there's an anointing for cancer. If you have or suspect of cancer, put your hand in the area of your body where it is. And in Jesus' name, we command that cancer to be burned out, every cell to be whole. In the name of Jesus, we speak to mountains in your life and say, mountains be removed. I believe there's chronic conditions being healed. The doctors have told you, you'll always have this. Well, they forgot about Jesus. In the name of Jesus, arthritis, I command you to go back to the pit of hell where you, it belongs. And God, I speak healing to flow. Right now, from the crown of your head, to the tips of your toes, receive your miracle, receive your healing. This is your day of breakthrough. I pray for you for peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, fire in every fiber of your being. And I pray that you will receive what Jesus paid for, life and that more abundantly. In his name, be healed, be whole, body, soul, spirit. Amen. I feel God's touching people right now, Richard. No matter what it looks like, no matter what you've been through, I believe that God has not run out of miracles for you. I'm expecting 2022 to be a great and mighty year in your life. I'm releasing my faith for it, and I'm dispatching angels to encamp about you. You know, you didn't lose your angels just because you grew up. I'm dispatching angels to encamp about you as we close this year and prepare for 2022. I'm dispatching angels to encamp about you to keep you safe from harm and danger, from accident, from injury, and anything that's unlike God. I'm rebuking every sickness and every disease. I'm praying in Jesus' name for you to be healed from the crown of your head even unto the soles of your feet. I am expecting a miracle. Let me say it again. I am expecting a miracle. I am expecting a miracle for you. God richly bless you, and I expect him to do it. I'll see you next time with other outstanding guests. Text giving is now available. It's as simple as taking out your mobile phone and opening your text app. If you're in the USA, text RRM to 833 881 6442. Then just follow the prompts. Now, if you're in Canada, text RRM Canada to 77977. That's RRM to 833 881 6442 in the USA and RRM Canada to 77977 if you're in Canada. And we'll put the numbers in the show notes for easy reference. Your generosity makes a difference.